What's going on, everybody? Today's a really exciting podcast. You, If you responded to Dylan's poll on Instagram, we will be replying to some of your comments, and it's going to be a really exciting one with Jack, Dylan, and this is the Talk and Take Podcast, Episode 6. Dylan? Yeah, so we're going to start off with our first um, uh, respondent, Maddie Stanley. Maddie Stanley. How do you feel about the Browns next year? So, Jack, you want to give us your opinion first? Yeah, so uh, I, uh, OBJ, we've seen him on the Giants and a little bit on the Browns. I think he's a big factor and can help Baker in the passing game. Miles Garrett, who I think can win Defensive Player of the Year next year. They have mm-hmm. great defense and a solid offense, and if they can get some pieces in the draft, I think that will go. they will go 11-5 and five and be the five seed. Five seed, okay. Um, well, I think the AFC has a lot of, a lot of competitors and like, like, as we saw this year, a bunch of teams were, I think, 10 and five, right? At the end of the season, uh, yeah, um, that, five. they were all battling for that, that spot in the playoffs and, um, the Browns were one of those teams. So, uh, I think they will be in some sort of the same position next year and maybe a tiny bit better, like one seed better, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also think that Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be traded, dealt to a team, hey. or let go in free agency. Either way, I don't think he's going to be a part of their roster next year, but I think that will reverse, um, that will not reverse their success. I believe that they will go 13-3 and three and be the three or two seed uh, following two. the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. So thank you for your um, response. And let's move on to Declan, World Series predictions. Uh, this is going to be a fun baseball season coming up. Uh, Charlie, you want yep. to start us off? Okay. Um, well, I think um, it's going to be the – ooh, that's uh, tough. I, obvi- I think the Dodgers will make it again. Yeah. Or uh, for me, it's either Dodger- Dodgers or Padres versus um, – he, I don't, I don't know what to say. Like, I don't know if I want to yeah, say yeah. Yankees. I, there's, there's a bunch of things that I don't know because the season hasn't started yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm things. thinking the signing of Corey Kluber uh, <laughs> and the acquisition of James Talion really helps the Yankees' chances. But I have to hand it off to Dodgers White Sox. Uh, the White mm. Sox are loaded with young talent that just got a year faster, a year stronger, a year better, and the Dodgers are an absolute empire. Of the NL, yeah. I just think there's no way that both teams can't make it to the World Series. Well, I think I think the White Sox have a really great future. I think they can make it not just this year, but they can make it like maybe three times in the next five years because of that young talent and Luis Robert and others. Um, Jack, what about you? So I think yeah, the signs of the new Yankees pitchers, I think that they're going to be great team, but I think they're going to fall short, just like Dylan said, in the ALCS to the White Sox. I think the White Sox will make it to the World Series, but then losing six to none other than the LA Dodgers. The LA Dodgers are the the current day 2018 Red Sox, who were a powerhouse back then, but I think that Mookie Betts and like a bunch of different players on the Dodgers can help lead them to the second straight World Series. Yeah, yeah so because... thank you, Declan, for the response. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to our third and final response of the day. We'll be getting to the second half of responses in our next podcast after our Super Bowl special. Stick around. Coming out this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Make sure that is a must here. So let's look at uh, Jonathan's response. How good or bad 
is Russell Wilson. <laughs> oh, that's that's um. Here, I'm gonna start this off. Uh, that's a tough one to answer just because um how up and down his season was last year. Um, you know he didn't look great towards back end. Um, looked pretty good, but wasn't a great season for him. Uh, next season I think he will start to do better. I think. Um, there are going to be a couple games where he's not going to get what he wants just because of corners locking down some of his primary receivers, such as DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. But I think next year will be Tyler Lockett's breakout year, and I think that's what's going to cause uh, the defenses to have trouble guarding DK and Tyler. And I, I just want to put this out there. I somewhat respectfully disagree. I think Russell okay. Wilson is going to regress – just because of his uh, his O line, I believe that the Seahawks are doing a major fold, and uh, they owe him big time for not having any O line help. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I, yeah, I agree, but I think that Russell Wilson is the fifth best quarterback in the league, and so number one, Mahomes, number two, Rodgers, number three, Josh Allen, number four, Watson. I think number five, Russell Wilson. Ooh, I, I think that Russell Wilson, just like I think Lockett and DK will have a great season with the O line, mm-hmm. won't be great. I think he will. I think the Seahawks will make the playoffs. I think maybe four, four to six seed in that range. I think that mm-hmm. Russell Wilson won't have an MVP season, but I think I'll have a good enough season to lead them no, no further past the divisional round of the playoffs. Yeah, and um, Russell Russell Wilson, the only the only possible way, in my opinion, for him to have a good season is. <laughs> If he plays out of the pocket, like Dylan said, they have a really poor offensive line, so he just has to yeah. play out of and the pocket. See, and you see, as his uh, years go on, his scrambling ability uh, at the back half of the season was starting to get a little fatigued. I mean, he was a leading MVP candidate going into Week Nine, and that back half of the mm-hmm. season, uh, leading on to the Wild Card games, was not his memo. And I think that was mostly because they figured out how to guard him. I mean, this team became a mm-hmm. running football team. With a Russell Wilson. Ugh. I mean, you can have that when you're with Marshawn Lynch, uh, a dominant back like that. But Chris Carson, a somewhat average to good running back, it's just not – you can't be a running team. With not a with, good offensive line and not a good not a good offensive back. line and the uh, talent you have at receivers with Metcalf and Lockett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so moving on. Thank to you. The all. NBA. Thank you for all the comments uh, and questions to ask us. The NBA, I think so. so I want to point out one thing. Uh, I'm a big Rockets fan, maybe a little biased here, but five wins in a row for Houston. I think yeah, that they great. got, just like John Wall said in his press conference, they got everyone out of Houston that didn't want to be there. And I think he was focusing, pointing out James Harden. And I think with the bringing in Victor Oladipo, I think that this chemistry is getting a lot better. And, I mean, I hope Christian Wood's an all-star. I think he's the potential to be. Oh, but yeah. This guys, season he's shown he's an all-star. What do you guys think about this Rockets team in the past five? Yeah, um, they they've looked they've looked incredible, really. Um, Christian Wood, John Wall, Victor Oladipo—they're all playing ins- insanely great. And um, this I think this team has a great future. Getting a couple draft picks, did they get? Dra- yeah, they got draft picks from James Harden, and they have Christian Wood, who's a young star. Victor Oladipo's like pretty young, decently young. 
not very young, but he still has a lot of more years of his prime. But I think if they keep up this, and it doesn't have to be undefeated, it could be a couple losses here and there. Uh, I think Victor Oladipo will want to stay here, uh, maybe sign a contract because earlier in the season he said he wanted to go. Yeah, and also, the- yeah. I, this Rockets team they have very good. Uh, they have they have very good system going. I mean, James Harden uh, went to the Nets. Nets have the best offensive rating, and this is a fun fact, and the mm-hmm. worst defensive rating since he has arrived in the NBA. And it and it would and, have been the worst defensive rating of all time and the best offensive rating of all time. Exactly, and that is a crazy stat. <laughs> but also, what I'm thinking is he is what's called a locker room sickness. Uh, he's a much more talented, improved uh, yeah, locker room virus like um, Dwayne Haskins. He reflects badly in the clubhouse. He acts like he doesn't care, and he's been doing that for the past year. And I think it just all ties together. You know, they leave. We're happy. We got this dude out. That was pretty good, but he had more of a negative impact on the team than a positive impact. And that's why basketball is such a game. Mm-hmm. Of mentality and not only skill, and so, yeah. they're playing out of their minds right now. And I just have to uh, another thing. Um, so I think last podcast there might not even have been a podcast. I think we were just talking. Russell Westbrook, we saw 163 uh, points and 163 shots, but the other night he dropped 41 points uh, to lead 31 points with Bradley Beal to lead a win over the Nets in a very exciting end end of the game with Bradley Beal hitting a shot and then getting a steal and Russell Westbrook hitting a shot. But Russell Westbrook, one thing I noticed uh, after the game, he said he was playing through an injury and it was basically playing through one leg. And this is this is something I speculated um, throughout the season because it just wasn't him. Like, you can't go – Russell Westbrook is such an athletic guy and you, you can't go from being that athletic last year to, to nothing, like – yeah. It looked like he was playing on one leg, and I guess it was also true. Also, talking about that game, if you were the Nets, we saw this earlier in the year. I think we covered it in our first podcast. They lost to a really bad team. I forget exactly. I think it might have been uh, just a bad team that wasn't playing well at the time. And if you're the Nets, you can't lose this game. You are yeah, the and this- team that is the favorite for the NBA Finals. Uh, you can't lose that game, no matter what the circumstances are. You're leading by five. You have three of the best players in the league right now, and you don't hold on to that game with a struggling Russ and a Bradley Beal who obviously wants out of DC. Well, well, that game Russ had 41 points. He was playing unbelievable. And Bradley Beal, get him out of get him out of Washington. I don't care how many stars they've been. I don't care how well Russell Westbrook plays. He's averaging 36 points, 34 points, the most in the league. He's dropping 40 on a regular. It's regular for him. Nothing special. Yeah. Get him out of Washington. I think. I totally agree. And Wizards, like, yeah, they're, they, they've been, like, this season, it looks like he's like the Sean Watson. They're wasting his talent. And I think, where do you guys, just like we predicted the Sean Watson trade, which hasn't happened yet, what do you guys think? Where do you think he will land? I think he will land in none other than the Miami Vice, Miami Heat. I think that he will land there in in, in a big trade 
think I don't think they'll give up Tyler Hero because he's on his last year of his contract. Maybe they'll just sign him for agency, but I think they're gonna have to at least give up two to three first round picks. Maybe like Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson, yeah. yeah. And, maybe- and maybe Kendrick Nunn. Um I think that would be a great fit for him just because of the scheme and they they have to have another scorer as we saw last postseason. Jimmy Butler giving it his all and he was super tired. Also Oh my god, a couple games ago he shot ten free throws, made all ten of them. That just shows he is the offensive firepower on their team. There's no one else that's a really like a scorer on their team. Tyler Hero isn't a scorer. He's a shooter and yeah. a shooter. Yeah. Well this might be a bit of a hot take, but I think that Bradley Beal is going to the LA Clippers. There have been some rumors about a big deal with him involving a lot of draft picks. Uh, some bench talent, and really, I think if he gets traded to the Clippers, they will give up so much for him what, what, what? that DC will win the trade. Okay, I I, mean, I kindly disagree very I mean, much, and I'm I'm sure Jack. That's my but... point. James Harden, we said in our first podcast. Clearly, I remember it uh, like the back of my hand. We said that James Harden, if he goes to the Nets. Which was very unlikely at the time. No, he wanted, he to, wanted go to, to go to the so Nets. I, I highly disagree. He is not going to the Clippers. Do, the Clippers? No, no, no. Don't, don't, don't. The only way they're getting Bradley Beal is they give up five first round picks, maybe six. They don't have that. They gave up like six or five, six. No, let me for just Paul say, George. They don't it have may, it. May be they, involving Paul George. No, it may no, be involving any no, of that. No. I just believe that it is a possibility that he goes to the LA Clippers. No, what? Because. He said in an interview that he wanted to go somewhere that he would like to spend his life and live. He doesn't want to go to a city that's cold. He doesn't want to go, to, want to, go to a city. He wants to go to Miami. Cities like that where it's fun, active, you have a good fan base. And what better team is that than L.A.? No, L.A. He's not. They, they can't. The Clippers don't have the, Clippers, the pieces yeah. to trade that. They don't have these young pieces like the Pelicans, and I I don't think he'll go to the Pelicans, not yeah. at all, because they don't have a winning culture. But, okay, um, let's talk about the Pelicans for a little bit. Um, Lonzo Ball, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. I don't know who – I don't know if you know who Nikhil Alexander-Walker most, is, but he's been showing out. Team, most underperforming team in the NBA right now, especially mm-hmm. – especially like, they got that win against the Bucks, but they almost lost. They were up 30. Me and Charlie, we, we were driving home. We were driving home in the car, and uh, we, 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 we were watching the game, and they were down 35. 30 er, Bucks. No, they were uh, up 35. Sorry, my bad. Up, up 35 points. But then to the Bucks, they're so up and down, and that's the thing. Alonzo dropped 27. Then the game after, the day after, I mean, LaMelo drops 27 and one more assist, and I think less turnovers. So the 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 Ball brothers, I think they have a friendly competition, but Zoe has nothing to do with it. Lonzo winning Rookie of the Year, superstar, calling it now. He's shown so much promise, more than any other rookie. And coming up next is after Lamelo has to be Emmanuel quickly. I know, I know, Jack, you love Emmanuel quickly. Yeah, I do, and uh, I think that if he like. He's averaged twenty one point four in the last in the last four games. I just saw that, so mm-hmm. I, I'm just thinking that I I I'm a, I love him. I'm a big fan, and as they gave him a P plus draft gate, draft immediate draft grade, huh? Like 
Like he's been, he's proved to be a. Yeah. Well, talking about draft grades, um, I'm flipping the table here to James Wiseman. What is happening with him? I said uh, earlier, and I completely got this wrong, that Lamelo Ball wasn't going to be that great. Oh, you were such a doubter. It was crazy. <laughs> you were such and a Lamelo doubter. I, I said Wiseman was t- was going to turn out. He's going to have a slow start, but turn out to be one of the best players in that draft. And I still stick by that because his progression yeah, he, is coming along. I mean, he dropped his career high 28 uh, a week ago or a few days ago. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. I, I, at the start of the draft, I thought Wiseman would be such a good fit for the Warriors. I still think he is a decent fit. He's a great scorer, can spread the floor just like the Warriors. But, like, got to show a little more, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you show yeah. a little bit of promise a couple games, you know, 28 points. But like, as you've seen someone like LaMelo, he's been doing it consistently. Even Emmanuel quickly. He was slept on the whole draft, and he's been doing it consistently. Yeah, well, also LaMelo Ball, very uh, outgoing personality. James Wiseman doesn't get that much hype. I mean, I see the box score, and he's putting up consistent numbers. He's getting rebounds. He's getting assists. He's working with Steph Curry, yes. Mm-hmm. But he's not the type of highlight player that you see on BH Gridiron every day. He's not the type of player that's doing crazy putback dunks for attention. He's the he's... player that maybe something don't show in the statue. You know, like playing good defense and stuff. But LaMelo, once he got into the NBA, he matured. He matured so much. Um, as you see, Lamelo one game he looked kind of frustrated, but you couldn't really tell. Like he's still coming off the bench, even when Rogier's injured, proving he's better than Ro- Rogier and Graham. Graham, he should be on the bench. He should be a six man, good scorer like Lou Williams. Lamelo has to start. He he hasn't he hasn't like he has a couple flashy plays, a bunch of flashy plays per game, but he's not. He's not doing all this celebration like he did in in high school and some of the overseas, but I really think Melo could go somewhere if he just puts yeah. his mind to it. He's and that talking talented. about flashy plays and flashy moves, uh, let's hop over to the NFL. Ooh. Big blockbuster trade. Matt Stafford going from Detroit to the big city of L.A. and Jared Goff the opposite. Uh, I, this I highly, highly, highly believe that the Detroit Lions won this trade. Jared Goff, who I think, I think he'll last longer in the NFL, like right now, than Stafford will. And two yeah. first-round picks, two first-round picks, and a third-round pick for Stafford. Really? I don't think Stafford's that much better than Goff. Like, if Stafford is that much, then what is Deshaun Watson worth? Well, honestly, 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 Matthew Stafford had such a good season, but no one talks about him. Why? Because he's in Detroit. I think Jared Goff is going to fall off this planet being in Detroit, and I feel like Matthew Stafford is going to get the attention he needs. Not that he's that type of quarterback, but I I like seeing him in L.A. I like seeing him in Sixth And also something that I'm just putting together now is that the Rams don't have another first-round draft pick until 2023. Now, in the NBA, that's quite common, but it's not as uh, ear-popping as it is in the NFL. The Rams are risking their whole entire franchise because they want to win in the next three to two years. That's the length of mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford's contract. 
And this is a trend uh, in pro sports right now. Uh, the acquisition of you Darvish yeah. and Blake Snell in the Padres. Yeah, and people are just well, trying to win the now. They, they want it. They yeah, I now. agree. And also, all these trades that have been happening recently, I think, so bringing it back to Sean Watson trade, now he's talking about the Jets and stuff. And just all this, all this trade stuff in the in, and all these all these moves in the NFL uh, off season. We're, do do you guys want to do something where we just name a player and we'll pick, predict their destination? Um, sure, sure, sure. So how about this? Uh, let's name a player that's either going into free agency or wants out of their team. And where would you like to see them go? As all right. So player? number one. I'm a big, big Giants fan. Kenny Galladay, come to New York, man. Giants, yeah, come to New York. Um, there's a bunch of people. I think we said it in our last podcast, but he wants to. Uh, he's projected to go to New York if he comes. I think that would be great fit. But I mean, yeah, I'll be. Yeah, give Daniel be awesome. Jones some help. Give him. He needs an O line. He needs yeah. receivers. He needs weapons. We can't. We can't judge him until until he's ready. As much as I would hate Kenny Galladay going to New York, uh, unbiased, by the way, I just don't see him going there. With the drafting of Jalen Waddle, which is probably going to be the case, and maybe the Giants trade up, and maybe they get another first-round draft pick. Maybe they, take, uh, maybe they take Kyle Pitts in the first round, trade Ingram, get a uh, early second-rounder, take Terrence Marshall, take Kadarius Toney. Anything could happen in the NFL draft. I just don't think it's in uh, Dave Gettleman to get Kenny Galladay. I think he'll go to the Chicago, Chicago Browns, Browns? The drafting of Mac Jones. I'm the Chicago Bears. Okay, so, sorry. Chicago I, I Browns. Mean, I guess so, but knowing Gettleman, will probably draft. He'll probably draft like Ian Book in the first round, like Kyle or um, Kyle Trask, someone like that. Some quarterback is like going to be uh, like going to be out of the league in a year. Not a quarterback. What do you mean? Oh, we just got Daniel no, Jones. Not, he has not given up on Daniel Jones yet because the receivers around him and his offensive line is just trash. Well, I mean, not trash, maybe maybe trash. that's the problem. Maybe that's why you're missing the playoffs in the years. Is the quarterback? Uh, done. Maybe that's why. It's nah, the, it's the offensive it's line. What do you mean? So, yeah. It's, it's a definite theory. Now, if you put Kenny Galladay, uh, Terrence Marshall, Kyle Pitts, Jalen Waddle, maybe Devonta Smith around Daniel Jones, and you still don't make the playoffs with a good defense, well, maybe it's time to redraft the no, quarterback no, position. No, no, no. So moving on from, I, I think it would be signing a bunch of free uh, linemen in the offseason, maybe boosting our defense to one of the best in the league, and. I don't, I don't know. Um, Let's go to another big receiver. Allen Robinson. Stay in Chicago. I only see him staying in if Deshaun Watson comes to the Bears, which is highly unlikely. I think Allen Robinson, the second, signs with the Baltimore Ravens. That Ooh. is very good signing. But uh, the Ravens have uh, some cap space to burn. And that is definitely a valid opinion. But I just don't see him going there. I see him signing with the Miami Dolphins only if they do not draft a receiver with the third pick. Yeah, if they if they if they don't draft Devontae Smith, maybe, but I think the Ravens are such a good fit because Lamar yeah. I mean he has Marquis, he has Hollywood Brown, he has 
couple tight ends like Mark yeah, well, Andrews to work with, but I, I disagree. That he doesn't have that receiver because who's Lamar, that guy. Lamar doesn't want star receivers. I mean, he would take them. He, what he wants is a star running back to attract all the attention. He's not a throwing QB. It's not a throwing team. They're first in rushing and in the 70th percentile. Yeah, but if you think about this, if you think about this. Allen Robinson, if I'm Allen Robinson, I don't want to go to a team where I'm the number one receiver, but I'm getting five to seven targets a game. I want to be a top five receiver that gets 10 targets a game. So if that means going to a team that has a quarterback but doesn't have a wide receiver, then I'm going there as Justin Jefferson. But he averaged 10 targets a game, and he did amazing. Yeah, but, but like, the Ravens, like, if they – Lamar wants a star receiver. If they have a star receiver that takes attention off him, they have to focus on Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson will get the, that attention because they have to focus on Lamar. And it's just like – it's just like a circle. It's it's a circle effect. They focus on Al Robinson. The Lamar goes often. They focus on Lamar, and it's just another player taken up by that star player. And I think Lamar having an MVP season without any star receiver, only having Hollywood Brown with not much experience, I think yeah. he could really yeah. be so special. Let's look at uh, at another player. Let's look at Justin Simmons. A underrated uh, free safety for the Broncos. He is in free Broncos, yeah. off his rookie contract. Where do you think? I think he, he lands in New York, but not to the Giants, to the Jets. I think that the Jets need a big time player. They have Marcus May, who uh, is a great safety, great safety. But I think that they can boost it, boost the defense, boost the chemistry, boost everything on that defense with a big signing like Justin Simmons. I think that he will sign. Uh, uh, relatively big contract with this team. I think he signs somewhere, somewhere like, somewhere like the Panthers or somewhere, somewhere like the Panthers or some team like that 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 kind of needs a little little boost. Um, that he could be the star defender. Uh, with Luke Kuechly, um, retiring, retired. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I think he's staying right in Denver. Yeah. I think that he's going to come around to his senses and notice a fully healthy Von Miller and a upbringing of that 2015 defense that once was. I think they'll. I think he'll stay there and sign a rel- relatively big contract. Right, so mm-hmm. last po- last yeah, he deserves it. We're talking about in this podcast, Dak Prescott. Do you think he stays? Do you think? The- Oh, do you think the Cowboys draft the QB? Do they stick with Well, Dylan, you're a Cowboys fan, so you might be All a little right, biased. No, but it's not biased. I mean, you know what it is biased? Jerry Jones saying countlessly that this is Dak's team. He said he's not drafting a QB. He said if a franchise tag is necessary, then we're going to do it. He's obviously staying with the Cowboys this year for 2021. Even though how much you hate it, even though how much you don't want to face him twice a year, He's still staying with his team in 2021. It's if he's going to stay for him for the rest of his career or for more than just a franchise tag. Uh, or if he I gets traded. He's not, he's not going to get traded. So my prediction is he thinks <laughs> franchise, no, no, not traded. franchise tag. He gets franchise tag by Dallas, but then ends up in San Fran, not this year, next year. Ooh, I think that would be a and great how, and how And how would that happen? happen? Because San Fran is a leading contender for Deshaun Watson. Well, well 
if they don't get Deshaun Watson. Who knows? The NFL is a place where like anything can happen. Anything can happen. Yeah, what if Deshaun Watson like gets an injury? I'm not. I'm not. I hope that doesn't happen. But like anything could happen in this sport. It's a very injurious. So I just think that Dak. I I don't think Dak will spend more than three years in Dallas unless he signs a contract for more than that. Franchise tag. You can't franchise tag him for the rest of his life. I mean. I mean, but what if you franchise tag him now? You have all the pieces. McCarthy gets to know this team uh, one year better. You have all the pieces. You have a grown, better C.D. Lamb. Everyone's a year better. And we make the playoffs. And we go pretty far. I'm not saying Super Bowl. But Lose in the first round. I'm not saying any of that. <laughs> I'm just saying anything could happen, as you say. Yeah, anything but could. But... more likely to happen than other things. And the Cowboys with Dak are the best team in the NFC. Yeah, you're going, you're well, going against mean... someone who fell when there was no one guarding him, a person who throws nine interceptions a game in Carson Wentz, and some and three quarterbacks that have start three quarterbacks that start like every other game, like with like, like the NFC East is a like. A, I mean, if you're not the best team in the NFC East and you're the Cowboys and you have that roster, that's kind of sad. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. So, yeah, that's, I think that's really all we need to we need to talk about today. If there's any other things we want to point out, Dylan, Charlie. Mm-hmm. And later this week, we will be putting out a Super Bowl special where we will just be talking about the Super Bowl for strictly 20 to 25 minutes. Uh, that's going to be a really exciting one. Um, 